Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk holistic health and wellness with Dr. Shamika MD. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. All right, you guys, welcome to Fit Club. I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com. Shaka, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Shaka Strong. And next to me, she might look familiar. She was my doctor on the show, Fit to Fat to Fit, um, but she's also known as Dr. Shamika. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, so glad to have you. And where can they find you online? KMDHerbs.com and KMDHerbs handle. And then um, what about like on Instagram and KMDHerbs? Oh, same thing. Yes, okay. KMD awesome. and then Herbs. Awesome. All right, you guys, we have a lot to talk about because the doctor is in the building. And I'm excited because she's not just a traditional doctor. Maybe I'll let you elaborate more um, about your background. So, did you work in the hospital and how did you get to the place you are at now? Yes, I trained in the hospital, medical school, residency, postdoctoral fellowship. Mm-hmm. I did all that training and preventive medicine fellowship. I focused more on prevention. Mm-hmm. And what I found is when I was at the hospital, I would look, I would be in the ICU working and I would look back on people's charts and people would be 40, 50, 60 years old. But in their charts, I would search all the way to the root cause of their problem and I would see it's something that could have been prevented. A behavior, something they were doing, something they were eating. So it really got me to study into prevention, mm. preventing diseases. And then I got into more natural foods and herbs, and I traveled all around the world studying herbs. And I realized that I've been seeing more success using herbs than the traditional medicines. Yeah. So then wow. I, I switched my practice focus to all natural. Yeah, because traditional medicine typically is after the fact, right? So yes. it's just like, you know, it's harder to fix something that's already happened than it is to prevent it. Yeah, sometimes it's like a Band-Aid just covering up the root cause, yeah. or sometimes it's delivering a little more toxins than we need when we have things from the earth and Mother Nature that can really help us. Yeah. What I wonder, too, um, in medical school, do they teach you? Or because it seemed like you just said you, you travel the world and learn. Or did they teach you at all um, in your your schooling or residency about the natural, holistic type of things that you can do? Or is it strictly like pharmaceuticals? Here's your disease. This is what you take. It's pretty much pharmaceutical based because yeah. they know uh-huh. after you graduate and when you start practicing, you're working in a hospital, which is very pharmacology-based, medicine-based. So mm-hmm. that's what you're trained on, the medicines, because that's what they think you'll be working with. So there's very little, if any, natural healing. You can tell by the hospital food that there's probably not <laughs> very much of that in <laughs> this school, right? This is yes. true. I'll never forget my dad had a stroke um, due to diabetes, and I remember the food they were delivering to the room. Yeah. I'm like, no, my, my dad has diabetes. He shouldn't be Yeah, they're like, oh, no, just give him this, this drug to inject. It'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> he can do what he wants. Yeah, so I'm um, eager to learn more um, about everything. I mean, I know you too, so I yes. know other things that you do, which we will discuss more on. Let, let's first start um, with our first topic. Sorry, I need some water. How gut bacteria helps make us fat and thin. Now, sorry, um, I kind of discussed backstage with you that um, in this article that I did a little research on, it shows that for thin people and for obese people, there's a difference in your gut bacteria. And, you know, do you, can you elaborate on that? Do obese people really have different bacteria in their gut? 100% correct. <clears throat> yes. The gut environment 
it's like a home in its own. Mm-hmm. And what we eat and what we put in our body is represented there in the gut. So someone who's obese tends to be obese because they're eating too much, they're overeating, they're eating food that are, is bad for their bodies or mm-hmm. toxic. So their gut bacteria is affected by this. Good bacteria might not be as prevalent in their body. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a bacterial imbalance, so it's definitely different whether you're healthy or not. Now, there could be a lean person. Just because you're lean doesn't mean you're healthy either. So you can be very lean and still have an unhealthy gut. Mm -hmm. It's about taking care of your gut, putting in good foods, and cleansing, which is a topic we're going to talk about regularly to keep Mm -hmm. that gut healthy and keep the bacteria balanced. Now, what's the difference between, like, prebiotics and probiotics, and, like, how do they interact with this whole gut health? Can you get the gut health back? You can get the gut health back. And the gut health needs to come back really... If by cleansing, you have to do a proper cleanse because if you don't, you're just adding on top of what's already there. And that's not, it's like a cover up of a medicine. Mm -hmm. You want to get to the root cause, which is what we were talking about as well backstage that there's many things you can do to clean the gut. There's many programs out there. You just have to find something that's really natural and that's going to get to the root cause. Mm -hmm. So, do you believe in taking probiotics? Because I've had so many people. I personally, I haven't got into it, but um, I've had so many like Reiki healers yeah. and, you know, different uh, people who work in the field saying, you got to start, you got to do your probiotics. How do you feel about that? Probiotics are like digestive enzymes. It helps you digest the food better. If you have a medical condition and you might have something seriously wrong with you, maybe that you would need that. But mm-hmm. if you're actually taking care of your body the way it's supposed to be, your digestion is going to be fine and it won't be necessary. It's all about getting to the natural mm-hmm. and what your body should be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So. Okay, let's talk about uh, something that I really want to talk about and I've talked about on the show for a while. Let's talk about, I guess, you know, poop. Because, (laughs) because, you know, in order to lose weight, I I get clients all the time who are trying to lose weight. And when they're eating clean, when they're working out, when, you know, they seem to be doing the right things, I always ask them, how often are you going to the bathroom? Because usually that's a key indicator of why they're not losing weight. Because you got to get rid of those toxins. you got to get rid of, you know, all that stuff in there. But if you're not eating properly or getting enough water your poop might not be the way it should. And um, you have this lovely chart for us. <laughs> yes, I, I the can honestly say is this, is, this is the one area of like health and fitness I really haven't explored. No. So this will be interesting. All right, let's, let's dive chart. into it. So. The chart is up there. I have become known as the poop doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Yes. So when we, when we cleanse our bodies and when, yeah. when we look at our health, the first thing to look at is our poop. And yeah. I could tell a lot mm-hmm. about you from what you're seeing yourself. <laughs> So when people, I work with people, we look at this chart here, which is the seven different types of poop, basically, and you might fall into one category. If you see type one, um, it's like hard and it's separated by lumps. It's like pebbles. Type two is a little more lumpy. It looks like monkey bread, maybe. Number three is like a banana with cracks. It can look like corn. (laughs) Number four is like a long, it's like a snake or a banana. Number five is kind of like that with blobs, like kind of like toothpaste blobs. Mm -hmm. And number six is a little more raggedy and a little more watery. And then seven is liquid, complete liquid. Now, where you want to be on this chart is between three and five. Ideal is four. You want to be at four all the time. If you vary between three, four, and five, 
that's good news. Now, most people don't, but that's where you want to be. And the reason why this chart says name your poop is because when we look at this chart, um, poop comes out of your body like a baby comes out of your body. So you name your own poop. So we just characterize oh, this. Oh, literally name You like, name literally oh. name your Because when I first saw this chart, I'm like, okay, well, tell me what the name is for yeah, number one. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, name your own poop. And I'm like, no, what's the name of it? And then she's like, no, you need to name it. So I was like, okay, rabbit balls. So, uh, she, yeah. so she came up with rabbit balls. So she might be calling me up and saying, hey, like today it was rabbit balls. Oh, God. Like dude. someone named number four. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Your text messages. You don't want to see it. Right. Yes. Someone named number four Python. So he's like, hey, I have Python. Python come out of me this morning. Then other people get really creative and put positive words, like number four is gratitude. So like, oh, gratitude came out. Because that's a good one. Yes, you know, or like this. And so you have to name it yourself, what it is for you. Yeah, Yeah, some people take it a step further because one day I was eating my oatmeal in the morning and then I look at my phone and there's a picture of real poop. And I was like, that's why we name them. So So you don't have to send photos. You're like, I don't want to see it. Yes, so if you look at my phone right now, my phone is literally bullshit. Her Snapchat <laughs> it's literally like that. It's not one of those cool phones. So that's my phone. But yeah. But in all sense, this is very important because you want to always be at four. So yeah. So so what do you do? To, so if you're at seven, what do you do? If you're at one, what do you do? So one and two require more fiber and more water. So one is telling me you really need a lot of more water and fluids and a lot of fiber as in greens, but not greens that you juice. Like you need the roughage, the green leaves. And that will make it more fibrous. And number two is also you need a little more water. Um, Number six and seven, now you're getting into diarrhea. So basically... Either something's wrong, you have inflammation or infection. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, or when you're doing a cleanse, sometimes all the toxins are coming out, so then that's okay. We know why you're there. Makes sense. Um, Seven, you know, like when you're sick, you have a stomach bug, or, you know, you usually... Or you're juicing for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's too. Yes, because what's essentially happening is your body's trying to get rid of all this stuff really fast, Mm -hmm. the bacteria and the toxins, and a lot of water's coming. So if you are in those levels you want to hydrate even more with electrolytes because you're losing a lot of water and you don't want to get dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So six and seven means taking a lot more fluids with electrolytes. So what does five mean? Because you said four and five is good? Three to five is good. Three to five, okay. Five is pretty good. If that's where you are every once in a while, it's all right. Okay. Four is the ideal. It's the banana. It comes out easily (laughs) and smoothly. Mm -hmm. Now what happens is when you're eating right, like if you're... If you're on point, you're going to experience four, and you're going to know what that feels like, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm a proponent of cleansing, because when you cleanse, your body eventually always expresses number four. Mm -hmm. So now that you know what it feels like to be clean, when you get off your cleanse or when you're eating bad and you notice that your poop looks different, you're like, oh, like I'm doing, you really understand that direct relationship of what you're doing, and in your toilet bowl. Yeah. Now, basically. what about color? Do you, do you examine color? Oh, yes. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, color is important, too. You want it to be brown. Brown, and that means you're, it's bile and it's healthy. It's a healthy poop is brown. If it is green, it means that you're eating a lot of vegetables and it's coming out too fast, possibly, yeah. or it could be green food coloring. 
If it's yellow, that's not very good. It's like your body's not absorbing fat, and it's coming out in your poop. So it's oh. like yellow, and you see some yellow you think things you want floating. That, right? your body's yeah, not I was going to say. Someone once told me, too, that if your poop floats, that means um, it's good poop. You're you're getting rid of, like, uh, the, the bad stuff. Like, um, you're, you're losing weight. And if it sinks, that mm-hmm. means that... You, it's not good poop. That is, is there any uh, there truth is, to that? Yes, you want your poop <laughs> to sink slowly. Oh. Yes, that's what you're looking for. And then, so what if what's it doesn't happening? sink that, at all? No, then it's like you have too much fat in there. Oh. But it's a fat that's so that not digested right. Even if it's floating, it's probably the fat inside that's causing it to float. Okay. And so wait, why is it bad that you're not absorbing fat? If you absorb fat the right way, it yeah. should be brown. Yeah. Okay. When you're absorbing fat, which is more like a medical condition, the gotcha. fat comes out, and then it shouldn't okay. be out. Okay. The other color um, for poop is red, which means if you're not Seen eating beets, yeah. Yeah, exactly. if you're eating beets, it's yeah. okay. But otherwise, it's blood. Yeah. Uh, if it's bad. black, if your poop is black, it's like a dark blood, which probably started early in your digestive system. Yeah. If it's bright red, it's more towards the bottom. But that mm-hmm. one, you really need to get checked out. Oh, yeah. So anytime blood. Yeah. yeah. But if the beets... Yeah, I freaked out. Because <laughs> I started, you know, you come to California, you start the juicing, yeah, and I'm having yeah, like, beet oh, juice all the time. And then I was like, I'm dying. I literally... <laughs> I, I, I can't feel it, but I must be bleeding internally. I just kept trying to think of what I ate during that day. And I was like, wait, I've had like three beet juices, so maybe that was yeah, it. Yeah, that's and so, probably Yeah, so I went away, so it was good. But that was a good point, Shaka, because yeah. color is important. Not just the consistency. You got to look at it all. I often get this question asked: um, How often should you go poop? Okay. Well, when you're healthy, one to three times per day. Mm-hmm. If you're eating three meals, you can go three times, but at least once a day, minimal. Anything okay. other than that, you we have to do some work. What's mm-hmm. the risk in like not going for two days? Let's say. Say, okay. you know, you're at a family's house, you don't want to use the bathroom, you hold it. Well, I'll tell you. So when you're holding it in or you're not going for whatever reason, you have poop, which is basically bacteria, mucus, toxins, undigested food, and it's sitting in your colon, right? So it's sitting there. And what does poop smell like to you? Not great. It's pretty bad, right? It's like a bad <laughs> smell. It's odor because it's bad stuff. Yeah. But now imagine that bad stuff is just sitting in your body. Uh, so the fumes are actually going through your body, through your colon, into your body. And it actually does things like it metabolizes, which is it turns into toxic substances, and it can cause weight gain and other uh, conditions. Because you got to think of that putrid smell that you smell. Yeah. It's just now sitting in you mm-hmm. for no reason. So you should... Uh, get this right away. If you mm-hmm. have, you're constipated even for like two days, you want to take care of it right you away. You want to take care okay. of it right away. But you shouldn't be constipated if you're doing everything right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Now, I know you have your own uh, line of uh, cleanse or cleansing. Can you tell us more about that and how it can help you be more regular? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, when I first started working with herbs and foods, basically I was doing research into... Um, you know, Native American remedies, African, Chinese, Indian, from all over the place and putting them together and just making it one-on-one for people I encountered. But so much success, I started, I put it online, basically. And a cleanse, the cleanse, which we have a picture of, yeah, that's the cleanse. Basically, what it's doing is it's rejuvenating you. Mm -hmm. If you want to look your best, have glowing skin, have weight loss, feel the best, feel energy, um, sexual stamina, libido up, everything functioning to your optimal self, mm-hmm. you basically have to cleanse, and that is getting rid of toxins. So 
The cleanse I have is a 20-day program, and you take herbs throughout the day. There's a formula. There's seven formulas, so one focuses on the blood. Oh, okay. The blood is a powerhouse. When you clean the blood, that you have clean blood going through your organs. It's going to help. Then we clean your heart, your liver, your lungs, adrenals, bladder. Every organ is touched, so it's cleansed. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're cleaning, we're putting in good herbs and rejuvenating. So now everything is running the way it's supposed to. And that's when you see all the changes in yourself and you get yourself to your optimal. How long do you do it or like do you do it for a few months and then? So this is the thing. The cleanse is not for everybody. You have to really want to do this for yourself. And that's a really (laughs) good question because like you don't ask permission from your doctor to have a beer, right? You don't ask permission from your doctor to have cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You don't ask permission to have sex without a condom. But when it comes to herbs, people think they have to ask their doctor, can I take this herb? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why do you have to ask your doctor to live, but you're not asking your doctor to die? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it takes somebody that really understands this is going to work and this is good and I want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, I know very well most people will not change their diet. You're going to want your sweets, your pork chops, your french fries, your soda. Most people will not change. So in that case, if you're not going to change those things, it's okay. Just do this cleanse. Cleanse your body once every four months and get a reboot. Okay. Because if you think about it, think about your toilet bowl. We're kind of getting back to poop stuff. But I guess that's just... (laughs) Doctor poop. Think about your toilet bowl if you just do not clean it. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. It's going to be disgusting. It's wholly disgusting and scum and it's, it's sticky and it's gross. Mine's super clean. It's okay. always yeah, there. mine is too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like constantly yeah. pouring bleach down. My poop is clear and clean. It goes straight oh, down. Oh, no. I'm so glad I clean it. But. but yeah, it's like the same thing. Yeah. It's like it's getting um, dirty and you just have to clean it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I often use the analogy sometimes it's like um, a pail with mud in it. Mm-hmm. So if you have mud in a pail, it's like your colon and you keep emptying it, right? Every yeah. time you go to the bathroom. But that mud is still in there. Yeah, it's not. So until you clean that pail, you're not really cleaning so I would say once every four months, okay. um, if you have a medical condition that you're going to tackle, it's something completely different, and mm-hmm. we could we could customize it for you. you oh, know? okay. Because wow. there's so many people, um, you know, diabetes, mm-hmm. um, high cholesterol, heart oh, disease. Oh, so you work with, like, you do the whole gamut. The whole gamut. Because oh, okay, cool. there's if you're healthy and you want to get healthier, mm-hmm. or there's you want to look better and feel better, and then there's people with conditions that are on a bag full of medicines mm. that maybe if they got their own body healthy enough, they could limit their medicines and, and now, we can get rid of the medicines. Now, I would say as a healthy person, what would be like your top three things you think someone should be taking herbal-wise? Herbal wise, herbal wise, I would say... I'm taking notes. Yeah, I <laughs> No, I really right. am. Go ahead. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, if you're healthy, yeah. I would say... Gosh, there's so many herbs. The, the thing is, I would have, I would say, you have to take herbs for everything, like yeah. your eyes, your skin, your heart. It would be really hard to say. And I, I think there's herbs that you should rotate. Yeah. Like for three months, take these herbs, and then mm-hmm. the next three months, take these herbs, because most of the nutrition, even if we're healthy, right? We're eating blueberries. We're mm-hmm. e- eating organic. We're having kale. Yeah. In America, there's a 
bunch of nutrients that we just don't have access to that mm-hmm. other countries might use in their spice cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you can get hold of these herbs that are full of nutrients, why not put them in our bodies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no matter how healthy we think we are, without herbs and plants, we're, we're missing some stuff that could benefit us. Yeah. What's your favorite herb to take since you don't, it's hard to narrow it, narrow it down? Well, what do you love taking the most? Something I take every day is, um, we have a formula called hair, skin, nails. And that's just to strengthen hair, skin, nails. And there's a lot of beneficial herbs that natural biotin, Mm -hmm. natural vitamins that people normally take from like CVS or the CVS store. You can get, you know, you can go to the store and get this, but they're man-made. So I take herbs for that. And then I take MSM sulfur, which is good for joints Mm -hmm. and good for overall health and protein. I know um, there's a lot of issues that I see friends, family, clients, uh, women who have a problem being fertile. And um, in the Dominican culture, we have, like, remedies. Take this for this or that. Is there any herb that helps with fertility? There is, and it it starts first with the nutrition and the healthy diet. As you know, because on on your show, on um, Fit to Fat to Fit, when you ate a different way, it affected your cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And that is just completely showing you in your face how what you put in directly affects affects what you eat. Um, There's a lot of herbs like red raspberry, good for fertility. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's safe when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like that's a good one. Rooibos. It's another herb. It's good for fertility. Yeah, there's a handful of them. I like now, the rooibos tea. I didn't know what, it was what about the men? Um, for those who, uh, you know, uh, need a little help uh, getting, you know, their stamina up, <laughs> yes. um, is there any herbs out there that are natural rather than running out to, you know, the pharmacy to get, what is it? Viagra. Uh, Viagra. <laughs> is there anything natural that you would suggest for men who have erectile dysfunction? Yes, there's a range of herbs that if you take regularly, um, most men feel like they're teenagers again, you know? And it starts again from starting with the clean body and then putting in the herbs. There's Yohimbi, Tribulus, Katuaba. I could list a whole bunch <laughs> that might sound foreign to you, but when you get to know them and you just start taking them and then that it's nourishing the prostate, the reproductive gr- glands, and it makes everything work right. But at the end of the day, our body is not one isolated system. So if you want the sexual glands to work, it's not like if you take something, it's just going to focus there. Mm-hmm. We're really, help. yeah, we're really mm-hmm. one interconnected piece. Mm-hmm. So you want to be completely healthy. Like if yeah. your blood is healthy and flowing well, the blood to that be... area is going to flow better. Mm-hmm. So that's the overall goal. You get to a place where you're, you're optimal, then you add in those herbs to like super it. Yeah. So the whole point is getting to your own like great first. And uh, I would, through traveling, what was your biggest, did you have like a big surprise or a big aha moment when you were traveling discovering these different herbs? I did. I think it would be a lot of times when I went to the medical systems in the other countries, they didn't have as much technology as we have here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, it, in order to diagnose someone to figure out what's wrong, you really have to spend a lot of time talking to someone and understanding their symptoms because maybe you don't have an x-ray or an ultrasound or a lab report so it kind of trains you to really, really focus on a person and understand them as an individual to see what might be wrong with them versus just, oh, your, your chart says this, so you have this, so you need this, which yeah. works sometimes, you know, yeah, but sometimes you miss things that maybe if you knew more of the history, mm-hmm. it'd be a different treatment plan that you would use. You get actually a better doctor-patient sort of relationship there. Yeah, yeah just understanding, yeah. 
Uh, in other countries also, they're a little more open to um, using herbs as medicine. I was just about to ask yeah. that, I imagine. Yeah, so certain countries, when you go in the hospital, they'll ask you, do you want the pharmaceutical way or the herbal way? Yeah. And then it's up to you to tip. Yeah, because our doctors, I mean, our doctors even allowed to say, you know what? I could write your prescription, but go to CVS and get this instead. They can't even say that if they or believe you need it, right? Or and yeah. eat clean. No, but if they no. believe you need something, they kind of are medically required to kind of tell you to... Yes. Yeah. So, for example, for cancer, for yeah. example, as a physician, I can, I can only say to treat cancer, you can do radiation, chemotherapy, or surgery. Mm. That's all I can say. Radiation, chemotherapy, or surgery. I am not allowed to say... And also, you can take this herb, yeah. or you know, I, I can't say that. That just herb. breaks my heart. Yeah. It really yeah. breaks my heart because I see so many people suffering, or, or people who have loved ones suffering. And you go to these medical professionals, and you put your trust and your life of your loved ones or your life in their hands, and. To know that they can only say that, that really, you know, breaks my heart. Like, my mother, I explained, she has a a lung disease. And doing my own research, um, I found, uh, have you heard of the Gerson therapy? Yeah. And so there's this doctor from Europe who uh, cured his cancer and other people's cancer. And... um, you know, what he did, he wanted to bring it to the States, but I guess they um, they put a clause on the bill saying that he couldn't bring. And all he was doing was juicing and mm. coffee enemas. Yeah. And it just really, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to take that in that our society has not come to the point where we can do more for them. Can give you a full range of, because it's not even saying do this instead of, it's just saying right. here's what else you could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> right, know? or a combination. Yeah, a combination. Yeah. We're not trying to say no yeah. to anything, but. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So you know about Gerson therapy. Do you agree with it? Do you, because like, do you still prescribe antibiotics or are, are you strictly just herbs? I don't prescribe um, antibiotics and other uh pharmacy substances, mm-hmm. but I work with a lot of patients and clients who do, so I'm understanding them and working with them. Mm-hmm. I just personally don't. Don't. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel about coffee enemas? Yeah. Enemas to me is just, I feel it's uh, like another artificial thing you're doing mm-hmm. at times. For Gerson therapy is good. Like you can pull things from, like his juicing methods. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, the juicing. He has certain foods that mm-hmm. are good. And I think it's about looking at what's out there and pulling from what works for you. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of um, individuals with cancer that I see that they've, you know, found Gerson, and they mm-hmm. found this theory, and found this theory, and found this theory, and a lot of them contradict with each other. So it's almost like seeing what works for you and how you feel and pulling from what you like. Doing your own sort of combination mm-hmm. therapy. Yes. Yeah. So how do you feel about regular colonics then? Do you agree? Do you believe the average person should go and get colonics, or should it strictly just be cleansing? I'm, I'm not a fan of colonics just because I'm risk-averse, and I think there's a lot of risks with it. For mm-hmm. example, um, it can perforate your bowel. Like, it can cause a hole in it mm-hmm. if it's too strong. Mm-hmm. If, you're not, if it's not an experienced place you're going to, it can, and that can require surgery. Oh, wow. It can disturb your electrolyte balance, which mm-hmm. means your bacteria is going to be off. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think... I would rather someone, if they want to clean their colon, try to do it naturally first with foods and water and just being healthy because it's self-cleansing, but sometimes it needs that cleanse, the, the cleanse 
the reason why people do the colonics, but you can still do that more naturally. Because mm-hmm. yeah. to me, it's still a little artificial to do a colonic. You're putting a lot of water in there, and it's high pressure. Is there another way? Mm-hmm. So always when you're trying to do something that's not a life and death matter, it's like, is there another way I can do this? Yeah. It might take longer, but, but it might be better for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Um, but a lot of people ask that question. Yeah, because so. everybody seems to rave about it. I have gotten it before, um, but usually, you know, if I feel like I need to cleanse myself, my go-to is Senna leaf tea. Yeah, that's, I, and that's great. Yeah, if I'm really like, okay, I need something, and to me, that does the job rather than spending 70 bucks to get a colonic. Yeah, <laughs> you pay $2 yeah. for this, you know, leaf yes. that you can make a tea. Um I wanted to ask you, too, do you feel um, that stress highly impacts your health? Uh, because I've seen uh, case studies or even people who, you know, might be battling a disease, and sometimes they'll say it was triggered by a really stressful time in their life, or they might be battling something and they're super positive and they meditate and they pray and they seem to come out of it. So how much does stress really uh, impact your health? I think it completely, wonder, 100% impacts your health, like completely. There's no way you can talk about health and then not talk about the stress in your life or the stress that you're going through. And sometimes it could be like what you were talking about, like one really intense, stressful activity that can cause someone to be sick right away. It's like, you know what? I got this kidney problem right when, you know, I got divorced. Like, it could be something like that. But oftentimes it's things that it's not so obvious. It's things that are creeping up just in the day-to-day life. We're just so stressed. You know, we have the work and we have the bills and all that little stress actually adds up. And then later we see it as you know, heart disease or something really major because we didn't work on controlling it before. Do you have a method that you prescribe to kind of deal with stress? If there's, if it's a cause that can't be removed, Mm. like say it's some, somebody at work just really bothering you, but it takes you to another place. You almost have to deal with the root cause, Mm. but otherwise for prevention, it's more doing meditation, affirmations in the morning, just things that kind of bring you to your peace. Mm. Because then even if that stressor's there, like that person at work is there, you're not going to react the same. So it's kind of building the tools to react better to the stress. Because stress, it's not like this um, fuzzy topic, like, oh, stress causes disease. It's scientifically shown. So stress, when you're stressed, your adrenal glands, they release cortisol. Mm. So high cortisol causes disease. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's not even something to be questioned. It's very real. I wish we would know when cortisol is being released. Yeah, so you can start. You know, like, okay, there's a little too much. You're, you're stressing me out a little I, too much. I think it's, called a mood, it's called a moodering. You gotta get a moodering. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. You know what? If you, if, you tr- if you train yourself to really be aware of yourself, you can almost feel it. Yeah, because you yeah. know when your thoughts, when you start to, like, boil, somebody says something, yeah, like, you know. Like, you're, like, in a different state. You're, like, wait, my mm-hmm. vibration's, like, different. Like, that's your cortisol. Yeah, I think I do know. I, you know? I, I start to pray so I can calm down. So Right. Yeah. Right. So I want to talk about more about you. Um, I recently found out that uh-huh. you have done some bikini competitions. Oh. You oh. are an app. You practice what you preach. You work yes. out. Oh. You do the herbs. You yes. do everything that you preach. So I think we have a video and some pictures. Here we go. Let's look at this. And 
Is it playing? Hopefully. There Here we oh. go. That. <laughs> so that is Dr. Shamika. Yes, it is. <laughs> Winning um, her first all natural. Yes. Uh, bikini competition. As you can see, she has uh, the trophy, which is a sword, in her hand. I love this. This really excited me when you told me about this yes. because, again, like I said, it shows you that you practice what you preach. Yes. So, one, what made you want to do a bikini competition to not even just work out, be healthy, but step on the stage? Yes. And how did that change your outlook on as far as what you, you know, prescribe for medicine or health in general? Well, a lot of times you just, I had watched the, th this was a natural bodybuilding show, as you said, like no supplements, nothing. Um, you, I've watched some shows before, and it seemed, okay, when you're in shape, you can just go. Yeah. But when you really start practicing, you realize how much discipline and practice and focus it takes. Mm -hmm. It's not easy at all. It takes every day to do it. And it was just something out of my comfort zone, and mm -hmm. I wanted to see if I could do it. And then I did it. I had help. I had a great coach, uh, Moji, who happened to be the one giving me the award over there. Hey, uh -huh. Moji. Hi, Moji. Yes. So he helped me out a lot with right. just pointers and things like that. But it requires so much dedication. Yeah. So I, I, when someone does my cleanse, which is 20 days, that also requires it. It's like the same muscle being built. So mm -hmm. this was another way to use that muscle in a way. Yeah. Um, you... You also, similar to what a cleanse does, you really see how food affects your body, how every single little thing can affect it immediately. Mm -hmm. So that's, it taught me a lot more even about my body than I already thought I knew because it had to be expressed there a certain mm -hmm. way. But yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you think working out to that extreme when you do these shows, when you get your body mass, um, well, your body fat so low and you have to be so lean do you think that's healthy for the body I think if you do it the right way it's healthy yeah. you should always be competition ready yeah. there's no need to there's certain people who before a show they cut out all their carbs or they deprive themselves of things mm -hmm. for my show I didn't do that actually I just right. ate very healthy I just changed the composition of my meals mm -hmm. but there are people who said I didn't eat for two weeks now yeah, that's unhealthy <laughs> so the, the healthy way to think of it is you should be always so healthy that you can anytime walk on stage. That is Shaka, yeah. living true. So that is his motto. That's my motto. That's my motto, yeah. So you just live like that. So that's how you are. Yeah, you because know? I, you know, I went through the gamut where the first competition, well, I didn't prepare the first one because I didn't know you were supposed to prepare. And then the second one, like, oh, here's a diet. Here's what you do. And, you know, I just kept going like six weeks or five weeks and four weeks. And I was like, this diet's unrealistic and I want to look like this all the time anyways. Right. So how do I get myself closer to that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, intermittent fasting and then this cleanse and then that cleanse and finally I settled on being vegan and then um, being a vegan who kind of tracked his food before you already kind of instinctively know what you can have and what you can't have and so that for me was just a, you know a lesson in growth and learning took some time but yeah yeah so yeah there Fallon is going to do a show, she said, at backstage. Yes. I, I hope so. <laughs> Fal 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 to be vegan. I know. Be to be oh, really? Yes. So. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, but I am. I'm, I'm going to call you out. I know. I am. I'm going to do the show. Can I'm going to do your class. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we just pick a date on the air I know. Now? Okay. Let's you. look. Right? We need to, like, just pull one up. There's one a month, so pick a month. I need, honestly, I know myself. I need to get my body fat to a certain percentage that I'm not at right now. So October? But that's yes, like, that's realistic. 
But that, that's why you're starting your jump start on the cleanse. Yes. Alan's going to yes. start okay. when she All comes right. back from so we're the start, weekend. Yes, start I'm going to start the cleanse. And, and then she's we'll going to talk about vegan. And, we'll vegan <laughs> and then I'll be, okay, so October, that, that should be enough time. Um, May, June, July, August, September. October, yeah, six months. Okay, October I can, it I can is. definitely get you there can do in six it. months. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You heard it here first, All right, All right. Yes. I'm going to do a show. All right. Um, you not only have the cleanse, you have other wonderful products, which you gifted us today. Thank you oh, so yes. much. Yeah. This is oh, this beautiful lady on here. Who is that? Um, it My is hand is still going. <laughs> frosting frosting um, by Shamaka, and it has her photo and... What is in this? Because you said it's all healthy. It feels amazing. I put some on before the show. Put some on and, again. And where are you from? Like, what's your elbows. background? I, the way that you spell your name. Oh, I was born in Sri Lanka. Oh, okay, yes. cool. Small Very island. Cool. Yeah, Ceylon. It smells good, too. <laughs> yes. So frosting is shea butter, cocoa butter, jojoba oil, and a lot of um, natural essential oils. What I found was when you look at most products... On the market, they have a lot of parabens and then a lot of chemicals. So mm-hmm. When you look into people who have cancer and diseases, you can find the parabens lodged in their cancer. You can mm-hmm. find these chemicals yeah, that are in our products. About the parabens, yeah. yeah. So most, if you pick up any lotion, any shampoo, you'll see paraben, methylparaben, ethylparaben, or some sort of name that you normally can't pronounce. Yeah. yeah. But why should we put in? Why should we be putting that on our skin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think about a. Um, Think about a nicotine patch that people use and it delivers medicine, right? It's just a patch people use, but it's delivering medicine to our skin, I mean, to our bodies. Mm -hmm. So obviously what is on our skin goes in our bodies. Goes right into our bodies. So if every day you're putting this uh, chemical on you, that is really lodging in our bodies as toxins. It is scary, but it is scary. And people think it's just a little bit, it's just a little bit, but it actually has an additive effect. And that's expressed, you know, rashes, acne, other diseases, it comes out. Like, our body is our... We're the doctor for our body. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at your body, you can tell, like, okay, something's not right. So when it comes to skincare, other than parabens, is there anything else we should be, like, like, I should just immediately say no to? Like, what about deodorant? You know, some people wear the Toms all natural because they feel that... Um, it can cause, especially women, breast cancer because it's right near the, the breast. Yeah, what should we be looking out for? Yeah, that aluminum sulfide is something okay. in the deodorants as well. Some of them have the parabens, but for the deodorant, it is better to go natural as possible. What like do you the Tom's. wear? Tom's? Uh, no, I use a, it's called Lavandulia. It's just Lavandulia. another random brand okay. of, a, <laughs> I'll try it. Of, a, of a deodorant. <laughs> but... Um, that area for sure under the arms yeah. it's like moist so your pores are open mm-hmm. so whatever you put is going it's in going there in. and it is close to the breast tissue mm-hmm. and that's why when you analyze the breast tissue of breast cancer uh, patients there are toxins lodged in there so, so it's like scary. why when you have a choice yeah. why go you know and sometimes when you have a choice do it at home like if you go to someone's house like you're not going to be oh I'm not going to use this soap but, you know, cause, yeah. but if you keep your home like that, then yeah. it's most of the, where the work is going. Yeah. yeah, just like food, we talk about food on the show. We try to keep healthy food in our fridge. Yeah, if we go out and eat bad here and yeah. there, at least we don't bring it home with us. Yeah. You know, we try to keep what's in our fridge healthy. Yeah, because it's not realistic to just live this complete mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Spartan lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then that comes why another reason why it's good to cleanse whatever way mm-hmm. you can, just because yeah. these toxins. From our products, our water bottles, the plastic water bottles, even the radiation, the yeah. air, the pollution that we're taking in from our cars, all that mm. stuff is lodging in us. And now at a higher rate, 
Like our bodies cleanse itself, but yeah. it's just getting overloaded with toxins, which yeah. is why we have to do things, take yeah. proactive measures <laughs> to yes. help it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any other products um, that we should know about to get our hands on? Well, a lot of skincare things, mm-hmm. but mainly herbs. Um, there's a very special product. I wanted to come back and talk about it, but we can talk about it now if we have time. Yeah. Which um, it's called it's for it's called Big C mm-hmm. Tonic, and it's a herbal tonic known as Essiac. And I'll tell you how it was discovered. There was a nurse about hundred years ago from Canada. One of her patients had breast cancer, and it was getting better. So she inquired, what is this that you're doing? And the patient said, oh, I I have this formula from the natives in Canada. And she looked into it, and she started making this formula. And she found this formula. She started giving to other cancer patients. And the other cancer patients, their cancer was going away. It was getting rid of, or all their pain was going away. So she started making a clinic for herself, but it was shut down because people don't want the cancer organization didn't want her doing that. Then she really, she spent her whole life till she was 90 trying to get it um, approved as a drug, which is a very difficult process. Mm -hmm. She spent her entire life. But because of that, there's tons of research and tons of studies on it showing how beneficial and how helpful this is. So one of the herbalists um, who I work with came across this story, and we really looked into it, and we couldn't find this product anywhere. And when we did find it, they weren't making it right. They were leaving out like a crucial root. So we started growing the roots ourselves. So we grow a lot of the herbs ourselves and making it to the T, like exactly how this formula was -hmm. was made. And we are seeing so much success. So people who have, it's for anyone, but especially if they have cancer, we've been seeing a lot of health, a lot of success with it. But asthma, allergies, um, digestive issues, um, skin issues, just energy, even for anybody, because what it does is it helps build your own immune system so you can fight. So yeah. if you have cancer, it's helping kill the cancer cells. But if mm-hmm. you're healthy, you're going to get sick less often. Yeah. Or you're going to get to a place where maybe some people take vitamin C right now, but vitamin C is very artificial. Mm-hmm. Why put a vitamin that's artificial and toxic to strengthen your body when you could put something natural? Yeah. So that's what Big C is, and it's, it's just I'm really happy with what I've been seeing. And it's a mm-hmm. tonic. It's on the website. But... If somebody does have cancer or something, they, they can actually just email me directly, mm-hmm. and I would love to talk to and anyone. And what's your email? So it's bykmd at gmail. So it's b-u-y-k-m-d at gmail.com. And I, like, personally respond to everybody. Like, just nice. really, it's me, <laughs> yeah, and I want to like help actually, them and, mm-hmm. like, show them. Because a lot of people come to me with the Gerson, and mm-hmm. they have... Cause, you can't find anything online because there's so much information. Yeah, yeah. it's like overload. Yeah. What, yeah, what's reputable, what's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for example, with you, with your mom, it's mm-hmm. not like you're getting the information that you wanted from your doctor. So you're doing your own research, yeah. but it's inundated because the web has everything. Like it's just hard to navigate. Yeah. But anyway, if you email me, I can help you out, That's even awesome. help you analyze what you're finding on your own. Just kind of sort it out a little bit, and you get her directly. Not, not, yes. not enough people do that. You yes. know, you will get <laughs> so, me yeah. directly. The yes. next time we have you on our show, because we will have you again, um, maybe what we'll do is we'll put a line up, um, a call-in number, yeah. so yeah. that way you know you guys can call in and ask directly if you happen not to give her a call, or if you you know uh, email her and you try some of her herbs. We'd like to know you know what do yeah. you think. I'm definitely going to do the cleanse. I'm going to get this big C for 
for my mom. We are going to be all Shamika MD out. <laughs> I'm excited for you to do the cleanse. I can't wait. Yeah, You're going to document it. We're going to yes, watch you. I will videotape, I promise. I will. I'm going to be watching. Yes. <laughs> you have to make oh, sure. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard about some vegan thing that's it, not happening. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have to hold her accountable. I did go to the vegan fair. Okay, you did. Yes. Yeah, so baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. Baby but steps. But the fun thing is about this that even though it's a physical cleanse, right? But when you clean the cells of your body, it turns into a mental. When your yeah. body's clean, your mind is clean. Mental yeah. clarity. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of realizations. If you have questions about your family or relationship or business, like everything becomes so much more clear mm-hmm. that it's it's like a very transformative experience. Yeah, I find that, that yeah. you know, with training clients, I tell you, I should be you know a licensed psychologist. <laughs> I swear to you, because there's something about when people work out with you. It opens every client. I know their uh, relationship status. I know, you know, if they have any health issues. I know almost everything in their life. So I do, I do see the correlation. It's the same thing with training, your food. It's We're all interconnected. And even just your gut health, though, because yeah. we know when certain foods change your brain chemistry. We yeah. know certain foods yeah. affect, like, different levels of stuff that's going on in your brain. So it literally changes the way you think, too, you know? So. Yeah. I that know. gut feeling is very true. They, yeah. they just use gut feeling, but the feeling is coming from your stomach because exactly. it's what's in there. Mm-hmm. If you eat real bad, you know, you feel sluggish yeah. because it affects you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I have so many questions written down, and I know we don't have too much time, but let me ask one more question. Okay. We have talked about this on the show, antibiotic resistance. Um, we know that, you know, uh, different farms are injecting animals. We're eating those animals who have antibiotics. Is it true that you do have a resistance to the food that you're consuming? Um, do you know anything about antibiotic resistance? Um, are you, are you vegan? Do you eat meat? Um, I am vegan. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. So. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Tell us more about from a doctor's perspective of antibiotic resistance. Do you know much about it? Have you... Yeah, it's very real. When okay. when you take in an animal that has been injected with something and then you're consuming that animal, or even that plant if it's not organic, you know, you're getting these toxins in your body and they're very real and they're lodging there and it causes us not to react the way we should react to maybe other medicines or other things put in our body. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very real issue that the only solution is, you know, to not eat, to not put those in your body or to eat organic when you can, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't, then you have to wash your food maybe with like, um, apple cider vinegar or Mm -hmm. put it in a bowl, just whatever you're going to eat, just let it soak there for a while. So you clean it yourself at least. It's just about putting clean things in your body. It makes me think too, because, um, the story with the gut bacteria and, it affects you being obese or lean. So what if we're eating an animal who has, like, you know, um, I guess gut bacteria or if, let's say we eat an animal that has uh, is obese or is prone to obesity and we eat that animal who has that. Will that also affect us being, you know, more prone to being obese? It will affect you for sure. Because you're eating, you're eating that person. I mean, well, yeah, that animal ate. Yeah. yeah. So that's that person, that person <laughs> eating people. It's a now. little. Yeah. Uh, it's a little trippy to think it, about it like that. Yeah. You know, whatever is in that animal's gut or in the blood of that animal, yes. you or take it in. you are literally taking that in. Yeah. Yes. 
That's scary. There's a real truth to that. Oh, wow. This has been amazing. I've learned a lot. I just want to thank Yay. you for joining of us today. Course. Yeah, thank you so much. I took notes. Okay. I will rewatch this video yeah, and try to learn. Yeah, I have a lot of homework. <laughs> and I'm feeling so soft right now. Oh, do you yeah. feel it, Chelsea? Yeah, it feels amazing. <laughs> you can look at my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even greasy looking. Um, thank you so much for yes. coming on. We will have you again. I'm going to do the cleanse, I promise. Um, again, what is your email? They can email you. What's your website and yes. your uh, handles for social media? Okay. Email is bykmd at gmail. So it's B-U-Y-K-M-D at gmail. And website is kmdherbs.com. So it's kmdherbs.com. And that's pretty much the handle for everything else. Awesome. And then you guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media. Where can they find you, Shaka? Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. All right. We'll see you guys guys next time. Bye. Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.